0: Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you are most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. Welcome to Quick Consult. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, an estate planning attorney licensed to practice law in Virginia and North Carolina. Today's discussion is really going to focus on taking care of your parents. So what I mean by that is obviously your a child who's grown up, you're no longer a minor, um, and the situation has come about where instead of your parents taking care of you, you need to start taking care of your parents. Maybe this means helping them with their finances or their daily activities. Um, Maybe you're in that stressful situation where you've started talking about moving a loved one into an assisted living facility facility or a nursing home. So this discussion is, is near and dear to my heart. Um, my I've never gone through it with my own parents, but I did see uh, this happen with my grandparents, specifically my grandmother, and my mom, um, she's one of eight, and so, you know, there was a lot of conversations going on between her and her siblings and I could just see a lot of stress, a lot of frustration um, and a lot of the work kind of falling on one person right out of those out of those eight kids So you know it's it's important to have conversations with your family um, and hopefully this podcast will let you ease some of the stress that's associated with this transition to helping your parents with their day-to-day lives, activities, finances, all of that stuff. So the number one point I wanna make to you is to get your parents' estate planning documents done now. You do not want to wait until the point where they are unable to sign or even question whether they're able to sign their documents. If you do this, then you're ending up in a situation where the estate planning attorney is going to have to either ask your parents' capacity questions. Um, Sometimes the estate planning attorney might require you to go get a note from the doctor. Um, And even if you go through those hoops, get the note from the doctor, uh, which will take some time, It will all have to be redone again um, around the date of the signing. So it's really a lot of extra work and headache for you if you wait or your parents wait to get their estate planning documents done. So I cannot stress enough the importance of making that appointment, getting them in to see the estate planning attorney now, not when they've already lost capacity or there's a question about their capacity. If they have lost the capacity to sign the documents, then your only option is to go to court to get a conservatorship or guardianship over your parents. Um, that is litigation. That is um, something that's that's stressful and obviously something that's going to take up a lot more of your time, a lot more uh, resources, hiring attorneys and, and all of those things. Um, please don't let that happen to your family Go ahead and get that healthcare power of attorney, general power of attorney, and at a minimum a will done now so that you're not in that situation even, you know, a few months from now if your parents' health starts to decline. So my number one tip is please do not wait in taking care of these estate planning documents. Uh, The sooner the better. My next tip is that if you're in a situation where you have a lot of siblings... The reality is, is that one of those children is, or one of your siblings is likely gonna have to be in charge. It's important to have someone who's kind of the final decision maker um, when it comes to specific aspects of your parents life. But that doesn't mean that the work can't be split up. So if there are a lot of you, a lot of siblings, you might have one person that's designated to handle the financial piece. You might have another person who's designated to handle the health piece, um, you know, getting them to and from doctor's appointments and to be the one that would make any healthcare decisions in the event they weren't able to make them for themselves. Um, And then you might have a person who's designated for kind of the day-to-day living piece. You know, are there enough groceries? Is there any new clothes that need to be done? Has the laundry been completed? How's mom and dad's personal hygiene? Do they need to get a haircut? Um, You know, all of those sorts of things. So it's not that you can't split up the work. You can if you have, you know, the luxury of having many siblings. But I think it's important that under each of those categories, you have one person who's kind of the final decision maker and in charge of each of those categories. Sometimes when you have multiple siblings involved in the decision making, it can lead to arguments, fighting, accusations that one is doing more than the other when they thought the work would be split 50-50, which a lot of times just can't be the case. Um, And I'm not saying that can't work. Um, There are families who have both children, for example, helping manage their finances. But I just see that when it comes to the family dynamic, it's better to have one person making a decision for that particular category, and you can split the work up in different ways. So have that discussion with your parents. Have that discussion with your siblings. Who is responsible for what? Um, and that leads us me right into point number three, which is if you're not the one in charge of those finances, of those healthcare decisions, of the day to day activities. Please have grace and patience with your siblings who are in charge of those activities um, and those responsibilities. It is a lot of work to take care of um, an aging parent and um, you have your own life as well and maybe your own children. There's a lot of people who are in this middle road where they have young children of their own. That is a ton of work in and of its own Um, right, and then they're also trying to take care of their parent, and then they're trying to take care of themselves as well. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. So it's going to be bumpy. Things are not going to be done absolutely perfect every single time. So if you're not the one that's in charge, um, I'm not saying you know, don't get involved if you see a problem. Of course, you know, there's, there's um, certain situations that come up that may require you to get more involved in a certain category that I mentioned. But also have grace and patience with your siblings who are in it, who are in the thick of it, who are doing the day-to-day, um, you know, help with the parents um, to know that, you know, they, they are doing the best they can um, given what the circumstances are. So, you know, just to recap there, getting your documents done as soon as possible, splitting up the work if you can, but also having a final decision maker in each category of work, and then having patience and grace with the people who are taking care of your parents, um, understanding that it is a lot of work. The final tip that I have for you guys today is to get a good understanding of your parents' assets now. So just like with number one, where I mentioned getting the estate planning documents done now, it's incredibly important that you have a concept of what assets your parents do have, um, what's the status of those assets, um, and not just to understand whether or not they're going to be able to provide for their care if they go to assisted living or what have you. But also, you know, it's time to start thinking about some death planning here. And if your parents do pass away and you have no idea where their bank accounts are located or you have no idea if they have life insurance, the status of their retirement, did they dabble in cryptocurrency? You know, all of these different things are really important, again, while your parents have the capacity to have these discussions with them. Um, What type of assets do they have? Write it down. You're not going to remember a year from now, two years from now, after you have that discussion, everything that you guys talk about. Um, So having a written list of the assets, where they're located, their status, um, that is all really important steps that you can take now that will save you tons of headache in the future. When your parents do meet with an estate planning attorney, that estate planning attorney should be encouraging them to look at those beneficiary designations to make sure that they're updated and then whether or not the parents should be doing a will or a trust in order to properly carry out their estate plan. Within the same realm, you're also going to want to consider where your parents' online assets are located. Do they have usernames and passwords? Have those been up to date? Can you access them? Does the general power of attorney that your parents signed specifically give you the ability to manage their digital assets? It should. Uh, however, that you know, sometimes this is an overlooked issue by some attorneys. So make sure your general power of attorney addresses digital assets, electronic assets, email, the ability to access them so you're not violating any federal or state law in doing so. You'll also want to talk to your parents about other decisions that they've they've made in their past. Do they have any old wills? You know, you don't want to end up in a situation where you find an an old will under the mattress after your parents pass away that's in direct conflict to a new will. Um, Are there any hidden assets around the house? Is there a safe? If so, what's the combination to the safe? What are their goals uh, for dividing up their tangible personal property? Has that been addressed? Um, You know, does certain jewelry go to certain beneficiaries, for example? do they have pets? What is supposed to happen with these pets? So these are all sometimes difficult conversations to have, but important conversations to have with your parents while they're still lucid, while they still have the capacity to have these conversations. So I hope you find these tips helpful and that it gives you some good questions to ask your estate planning attorney. Until next time, I'm Sarah Josie, wishing you and your family all the best wishes and health and of course, the best planning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partners' attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.